Welcome back, y'all, to episode 162 of the Zachary Wingate Podcast, where we go 365 days bringing you a podcast every single day. Nothing is off the table. The intention of this podcast is to master the short-form podcast, as well as informing, as well as entertaining. So sit back, relax, and listen, and enjoy the show. So sometimes... um in life, they're so it's so interesting how motivational stories will come across us or or influence us and influence us in different ways. Uh, you know, sometimes I think one of the most interesting things about sports isn't always the game score, the stats of the game, but really focusing on the people playing the game, understanding where they've come from, their stories. If I was to get hit by a football player right now, I don't even I probably couldn't even take it, but. To put your your body out there and to do what you have to do in order to, you know, complete a play is is pretty remarkable. Um, you know, obviously football is a very strong sport within the United States. People play it, people watch it, and people have a really good understanding of it. But the story I'm going to talk about today actually doesn't take place within the United States, but it will be about one of the only two NFL football players who has ever played in the league and never graduated from a college. So let's get into it. All right, for this story, we're going down under. Now that's a noise. If you are a millennial and under, you will get that. If you are a Gen Z, that joke is not going to make any sense to you. Raise up, lights. Let's put another shrimp on the bobby. Let's put another shrimp on the bobby. Okay. Oh, Okay, we're back to normal. All right, so today, yeah, if you haven't, if you didn't get all the clues and jokes, we're going to be talking about... Um, a player in Australia by the name of Jason Malata. Okay. Now, what's really interesting about Jason is he would be born in Australia, and he get his start. He get a start as a rugby player. Now, I mean, obviously, rugby and football. There's some similarities. I would say you know the physicality, um, some aspects of athleticism is really important. Now. He was born in 1997, and he would play as a, you know, um, a rugby player until he'd have some issues with his heart. So I guess apparently he had some type of heart problems. So Jason would actually start his career playing for one of my favorite rugby teams, and I know you guys love it, the under-18 Frankberger Bankstown Bulldogs. I have no idea what that is, but it's, you know, so he was under the under 18 team and he was playing in Australia and his position as a rugby player was a tackler. So I guess he could have transferred those skills over. He was a left tackler and he would have played, you know, and played within that time. And what happened to him throughout this process is Jason, like I said, had some type of heart condition on the field and he had to be taken off and could no longer play rugby. So what did he do? In his off season, he jumped. So he is a big feller. 
I mean, we're looking at a guy who's about 6'8 and now 365 pounds. But when he was injured, you know, he weighed about, he was about 6'8, 3, I think 320. And let me tell you, this isn't like a 365, oh, 365 podcast joke. <laughs> You're welcome. Anyways, so he's about 365 now, but this isn't like a fat 365. The dude is freaking muscle. I mean, he's literally been called a freak athlete, freak of nature. So his whole life is whole he's been playing rugby. So then he has this heart issue. And after he kind of comes back, he gets in playing mode. He's able to kind of have that physicality back and kind of deal with the injury that injury that had happened. Well, the only deal he was being offered was around a five thousand dollar contract. And for him, this just wasn't gonna cut it. So he kind of looked around at his other options. And yeah, so, you know, he was recovering from a heart surgery and he'd, he was recovering from heart surgery and he'd only have one offer from the Sydney Rapinoe. So it was only for about, like I was saying, $5,000. So this kind of created a, a situation for him where he wanted to. So what he does is then he declines the offer. And what it allows him to do is during this time of the heart surgery recap where he's working out and putting on a lot of muscle. So during this time, you know, for the recovery, what happens is he actually ends up becoming this internet sensation. So he's working out, he's showing his videos of his athletic ability, and it really sparks a lot of interest from the potential NFL, NFL um, recruiters. And he ends up getting invited to the combine. And in the combine, he really has some type of, you know, with his, with his, Combine time being about a 5.12, so not like lightning speed, but pretty amazing for a dude who's going to be 6'8", 365 pounds. Now, what makes the story even more interesting is he didn't know what he was going to play, and at this point, he doesn't have a contract. No one really um, knows him, and he he was inspired by the movie Blindside. Now, Blindside, I think, is a phenomenal movie where it's talking about Michael Orr, who was the... Um, offensive left tackle really focusing on helping with the blind side of quarterbacks so they couldn't get taken out so he thought this was a role that he could play so he started practicing for it and with his kind of experience as tackle he would work through these these different things um different kind of i guess you could say exercises in order to get to that point now throughout this whole process you know there's a couple teams that looked at him and he would end up being drafted by the Eagles. Um, and he was actually drafted in 2000 and wait, he was drafted. Let me see. I'm so sorry. He was hosted in 2018 by the NFL draft. So in 2018, he would end up being drafted for the Eagles. Okay. For a whopping $664 million. So what makes the story phenomenal is he had a $5,000 offer for a sport he could play. With his physical ability, he went and tried to do something new, pushed himself and grow. I mean, this is a young man and obviously he has a lot of physical talent, but also the drive and determination to kind of reach to this point. Um, I think it's a crazy story about how there's only two people have ever done this and he's one of them and he kind of... 
but I do think, you know, within these stories, what we really have to understand is like, I, I love the fact that he had it. He ended up in Eagles, the Eagles team. And we all remember that movie Mark Walborn did where he was on the cut and he was able to play. And the Eagles did this whole thing to see if any average Joes wanted to come play for the football team as a morale booster. And we have it here. I mean, this 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 Australian who started a rugby career, had heart surgery, couldn't find an opportunity to save his life. He went out and he made one, you know, and the Internet helped that through seeing him and understanding what he was capable of. So when we look at Malata, what we can understand is he was drafted in the seventh round. Okay, he never had any football experience prior to going to the combine. So he was actually brought in through this international program. He showed up and now four years later, I mean, you're looking at him and he's going to be a pro bowler. He'd signed that $64 million contract. He's out there working and making it happen. It's just like a story like this gives me chill bumps because it's amazing to see someone who could experience that and, and have everything line up so perfectly that they get to be a football player and they learned it from a movie. It was an internet sensation. It's like sometimes in life, all these things line up for for people, you know, and they're going to line up for you in certain ways too. You know, not everybody can be born with that physicality, but there's definitely a lot of opportunities out there. And I think what this kind of going into is almost like a motivational Monday podcast where I really wanted to give you a story to uplift you and understand that if you're going through anything, you know, that there, there's light on the end of the tunnel. You just kind of have to push through sometimes. And and the opportunity we want, like in, in this, in Malata's case, isn't always the opportunity we get, but it can also help us push us in places to where we can make that kind of money. Like, I don't, I mean, I bet I could Google, I'm going to Google the most highest paid uh, rugby player. I mean, it's not even close. I mean, you're looking at the highest paid player. I just did it. And he actually plays for the Super Rugby Bulls. And he makes $1.52 million every year, opposed to a contract of $62 million. I mean, that's not even comparable. So, so I'm saying is sometimes in life, you know, you have to really be open to the opportunities, push yourself. And, you know, if you have all the talent, you might not have the physical talent, but you have the mental, emotional capabilities. And those things are real. So thank you guys for listening today. And that is Jason Malata. I hope that story helps you. I hope you understand it and look it up. And uh, he could potentially make it in the Super Bowl this year. So thank you guys for listening and we'll get back to you tomorrow.